Welcome to the Millennial Moms Podcast. We are a group of friends learning a lot about community, motherhood, marriage, and how to follow Jesus in today's world. Join us each week as we dig deep into real life for encouragement, honesty, and a little humor to keep us all sane. Probably won't pick it up. Stop it. Oh, it would. You hear Gracie's claws over there. The first time I tested the mic, Bowen was on the couch, and you could hear him just as well as you could hear me. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Good and bad. It's fun. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. I started. I'm Cassidy. (laughs) Cassidy used to be in charge of hitting the button, and she would start. What was the... I was going off about Dot's pretzels one time. Had no clue she had hit record. Yeah. I think it makes good content. I think it's raw and real. And I just don't know what Dot's again. pretzels are. <laughs> Stop. They I were, will bring uh-oh. you a bag on Sunday. <laughs> they don't. They were a little underwhelming for me, but oh, no. I didn't what? like them. I don't know. Wow. I opened flavors. up a can of worms. It's okay. No, we're not talking about balloons. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hey, Sarah. Yes. Welcome. We have Sarah with us today. We're so excited. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Sarah Kelly. (laughs) Yep. So I've used long in my phone and change it. I'm always bad about changing it. Anyone who's known me by my maiden name, I'm just Sarah Long forever in their mind. (laughs) You're just married to Matt. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Nice. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, um, I am married. My husband's name is Matt, like Cassie said. And I, um, I'm a full-time mom, two boys. I have a six-year-old and a almost five-month-old little boy. Um, so, yeah, being a boy mom is pretty much a 24-7, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Those no. pictures of him yesterday were so cute. Was it yesterday yeah. that he posted? Yeah, yesterday. He's just got the biggest smile. Yes, he's, he's so in that. Yeah, y'all need to get on Instagram. You can see these cute pictures <laughs> of these children. We're missing out. They're it's trying fun. to be good. Oh, okay, okay. Lent, Take right? Yeah. I, mine was for Lent. Yeah, you okay. started before. Yeah, I started at the new year. Yeah. All right. Put them in just press. Kind of going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take every screenshots whenever. next time. Yeah. I, I got plenty on my phone. Yeah. Cassie's our mediator. She tells us what we need to know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I'm a mom of two boys, and as far as like my professional life goes, I'm I'm considered bivocational. Um, I'm in ministry at our church, and um, one of the leaders, um, organizers of our worship ministry, our worship department, and also on the side, I teach Spanish at a like a private school. So nice. Mm -hmm. Puerto Albano. Oh yeah, boy. Go, go, go ahead. Oh go ahead. <laughs> oh Is that means bathroom? where's the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all I got. Three nice. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so how did bit. you meet Matt? Tell us about that. <clears throat> yeah, so Matt and I know each other from church, yeah. and um, I was away for several years doing mission work, which we can talk about that in a little yeah. bit if you want. Um, and when I moved back to the States, um, I just kind of reconnected with Matt, and we had both just kind of been through um, very similar seasons of our lives, and, you know, our paths crossed. It was totally a God thing, and <laughs> when our paths crossed, it was it was incredible, and it was just, ever, ever since then, we have been inseparable. So. He is so, like, so infatuated with you. Like, it is the sweetest thing. If you watch him when you're yeah. singing on Sunday mornings, like, see him in yeah. the crowd, I just look over sometimes, I'm just like... You know what's funny is that if you ask him, like, when he knew or Uh when, Mm -hmm. you know, he knew that he was going to 
um, marry me or we knew he was in love with me, he swears that he, there was a moment that he and I like locked eyes while I was in worship. <laughs> and um, he's like, I remember like it was a, a yeah, it was like a night of worship. And he's like, I remember the day and the time and, and everything. He's like, I know you looked at me. And, 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 and I don't want to bust the bubble. <laughs> but what, what I have to remind him is that the lights are so bright. I don't know who's out there. I can't see anybody. Yeah. So, you know, I I honestly don't remember that moment. <laughs> in his mind, it was this that was it. Yeah, Glad you cinematic knew. thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, actually, I was staring at the back wall. But yeah. I, was, yeah. I was trying to read the lyrics on yeah. the back of the wall and not forget the, the words of the song. But, no, it's, 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 it's crazy how... Um, how God brought brought us together and 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 used our past experiences and our past relationships, and it's just yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's awesome. So from here though, from went to Westwood because you went to Westwood mm-hmm. with Brandon and Taylor. Are you guys the same age or are you older than? Taylor and I are the same age. Okay, yeah. so you, Brandon's a year younger than you yes. guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm from here originally, right after college, um, moved away, took a job as a missionary teacher overseas in Nicaragua. Um, signed on with a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'll just, you know, get a year under my belt, get some good experience, come back, mm-hmm. teach in the States. Yeah. Um, but that is not what ended up happening. Um, I just kept renewing that year at a time and ended up staying there for five years. And in, in the middle of my fifth year, um, lots of things happened over there and the, like, mm-hmm. the political situation mm-hmm. got really bad. And yeah. so, more or less, we were kind of, um uprooted i guess at that point so that's when we came back and ever since then we've been here so yeah i remember okay so i first came to life point right before i guess it was like not long after or before you left right for Mm -hmm. the first time yeah so like i heard you sing all the things you led worship in little old oca only (laughs) college student that attended besides all the like ones i grew up around right um and then you moved away so like i knew that like you were on, you know, that you were there and you were doing mission work and stuff like that and you taught there. And then I, it was like the biggest deal. Yeah. When you came back. Yeah. Hey, I, I, was saying, yeah. I was like, who is the same yeah. person that we all keep talking, they're all talking right. about? It was like this <laughs> mythical being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of like this standard of worship that yeah. no one could quite. Oh, stop it. We can just get no. Sarah back. Yeah. Oh, seriously, I was an intern at the time. Yeah. Whenever you came back and mm-hmm. you, because you t- came back, I guess you were on like summer break or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and just to visit. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. Yeah. It was the same thing. And everybody was like, yeah, we went all went to high yeah. school together. <laughs> and I was like. It was, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Which I mean, on two different like. Which now we understand. Were bad. <laughs> right. But me too, because things were really scary there at the time too. So that yeah. was like a yeah. hurry up and get her home and get her yeah. safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you want to be a teacher or was that like the thing that was available when you went down there? Or how did yeah, that work um, Yeah, so when I, I guess let me back up to college. Um, I had done some mission work uh, like later part of high school um, in college mm-hmm. And really just discovered a love for the Spanish language and ended up, um, that was just kind of the direction that my studies went. So ended up um, getting my bachelor's in, in Spanish language and linguistics. And from there, um, that sounds fancy, but um, <laughs> there are just a lot of like career path opportunities mm-hmm. with, that, with that major. And so like I had the opportunity 
to you know be a Spanish translator, which is something that I've done and sometimes still still do when I you know have the opportunity to do that. Also, like teaching Spanish in the states, teaching ESL in the states, and then ESL overseas. And I just the the idea of going overseas was always something that kind of tugged at my heart and that I had done the short-term trips and so yeah I heard about this school and um, applied on kind of on a whim and they were in desperate need of teachers and that's how it all (laughs) unfolded so did they mainly speak English or was it like a combination of both so that particular school um, was an English immersion school Okay. So all the subjects were taught in English, okay. and my specific job was um, I taught ESL. So mm-hmm. uh, students who were trying to you know reach a certain level of English in order to be able to su- have success in in mm-hmm. their core classes, to be able to understand you know their yeah. math in English right. and yeah. and their social studies in English. Um, so mm-hmm. I would do these pullout groups of ESL yeah. to kind of get them where they needed to be. So nice. Yeah. So what was like, I mean, five years is a significant amount of time to be out of the U.S. So like, what was the biggest thing that you brought back here after, you know, being out of spoiled America for yeah. a few years? Yeah. yeah, that is a hard, that's a hard question to answer because I truly think that the those five years were equally like the most challenging um, times in my life, but also like the most invaluable Mm -hmm. lessons Mm -hmm. were learned during that time. And um, I I, I think that it it taught me how to be super resourceful, you know, like... That's how this whole thing started, because you put something on Instagram about mom hacks, and I was like, come on. Yeah. And I was like, completely forgot you live in a third world country, basically, and I was like, I'm sure she's got like resourceful things. And you know, I moved over there not as a mom, right? So yeah. I became a mom there. So any anything I knew about motherhood was <laughs> shadowed by living in a third world country. Which, right, right. I mean, you've told me your birth story with Lucas, and that by itself could be an entire <laughs> episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Someone told me to write a book, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I have the time to do that. There's, there's so much yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is just night and day different from what we're right. used to here, and. Um, so yeah, like became a mom and all of a sudden, like I went from having zero knowledge about having a child to, okay, now I have zero knowledge about having a child and zero knowledge about living in a third world country. And I just felt felt so inadequate and unprepared, but it, I mean, it, it taught me how to, um, be so resourceful and basically like make it work no matter what because yeah. Yeah. you know you don't really have any other choice yeah, so. yeah. I remember you telling me something about like how you used to like bounce Lucas or rock him like you would like prop yourself against a wall or something and just sit there and bounce like yeah there was no such thing as yeah so no like yeah <laughs> no, no. And, um, y'all ship one down here <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know we could have probably like we we lived in I mean Considering our some of our surrounding yeah. cities and stuff, we lived in a fairly like modernized city. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were stores, like grocery stores, were you know somewhat close by. Um, we could have traveled, you know, I don't know, a reasonable amount of time and bought some furniture. But um, at the time, like we were living on a tight budget, yeah. we were living on mm-hmm. a missionary salary, yeah. and yeah. that's another thing that it taught me is how to budget my money. And um, yeah. those are just lessons that I don't really don't think I could have learned to the extent. If I'd have if I'd have been here, right. um, that's a first time mom. So yeah, well, like, so yeah, yeah, like purifies that whole process of like, 
you strip away everything else. Mm-hmm. What like, do you truly need? Exactly. <laughs> so if yeah. someone's listening Seriously, and they're going to be a first-time mom, like, obviously you have both experiences now. Yeah. Like, you had Lucas, and then now you had Mason, and with all the luxuries of, yep. right, <laughs> a Coney medical system. Um, <laughs> so I guess, like, if someone were to ask you, like, what are some things that, like, I don't really need yeah. or I do need? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, practical. I yeah. would definitely say, like, you can you can do it on way less than you think. Trust yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Um, just for example, um, it was hard to find uh, bottles. Um, and yeah. so we... Yeah, we I just got chilled. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't have bottles. <laughs> and they, we, like, we did. Cassie's we, like, we're going back. We're going back. <laughs> On occasion, like we would, we would look up and find like a shipment that had been shipped in, um, that had been imported, but it was often like a brand that you had never heard of. Yeah, yeah. they weren't good quality. Um, you know, they they didn't like withstand any like amount of washing, and so um, a lot of stuff I ended up that I you know I truly needed, I brought from the states with me, and I I remember I had a pack of those Avent bottles. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a pack, a four-pack that I think someone might have given me when I was home, Mm -hmm. like, on a visit or something. And I did not buy any more bottles. And I had four bottles. And that, you know, that, that's all I had. And, Mm -hmm. you know, babies, when they, when they start off, you know, they're drinking sometimes six to eight bottles in a, in a, you know, 12 to 16 hour time period during the daytime. And, um, I just kept washing those bottles over and over and over. And you know what? It it, It worked. It worked for us. Do you want to know something? This is, I mean, I was not in outside of the country but mm-hmm. our dishwasher broke and this is going to sound so spoiled but our dishwasher broke right before we had gray like mm-hmm. a month before and i did the same thing because me you know, too I within the first few days it was like we had how countless bottles on the counter i was like yeah. nope we're not doing this so we yeah. just circle through it. a few Absolutely. yeah and yeah. just wash them right well, after I was say, it was you're so either washing a few more often yeah or you're letting it build yeah. up and then you're washing 12 exactly and then you have to load all of them in the dishwasher yes. and unload them all and yes. yeah. yeah and my yeah. dishwasher here doesn't dry very well so i still no. have to set them all out to dry yeah. Yeah. i was like yeah. so half the time i find myself not even using that thing and my husband's like you know we have a dishwasher and i'm like yeah i just forget sometimes. <laughs> I washed all bottles with my hand. It was yeah. faster. I yep. didn't have to wait on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah, I think it truly does, it truly taught me mm-hmm. um, how to how to simplify and how to rely just on the basic necessities and, yeah, yeah. not worry about, um, like you said, like all the extra yeah. things that our society tells us, hey, you have to have this if you're going to be a mom. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, if, if you are about to have a baby or thinking about having a baby, um, but you, you may be a little worried about the finance part of it. Um, yes, babies are expensive. They cost money. Um, <laughs> but you are in control of a lot of that and, right. and, and yeah. what you do spend. So. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's probably much harder here. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it would be almost freeing in a way to be there because yeah. that's probably the norm. Yep. Because you don't have the options. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not yeah. surrounded by or seeing... Yeah. You know, this person just got the Mamaroo that everyone swears is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And this person got this and like, yeah. oh, this nice diaper. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not constantly like inundated with. It sounds yep. like social media. Yeah. I mean, you did have social media. Well, so that's you did see that. Yeah. But you didn't have Right. Like, that's your, not yeah. in your like daily life. Yeah. Whereas, and believe like, it or not, like, the, those four American bottles that I had with me actually put me a step above a lot right. of the, yeah. you know, the yeah. locals. Yeah. Um, who, so did you have to get formula or how did you get? Yeah. So we formula fed from the start with, with my uh-huh. first and 
so the healthcare system over oh there is, is crazy. Yes. All right. So I'll start by saying that Nicaragua is run by a socialist government. And if you don't know anything about that, it, I'll you know, lesson. Come on. put it into like ordinary daily yeah. terms. It's basically the concept that everybody gets exactly the same thing. Um, first come, first serve yeah. kind of mentality. Hmm. Um, so formula was available. Um, however, <laughs> the insurance that was made available to us was the exact same insurance made available to any other Nicaraguan. Okay. Um, so that meant that we had to, for example, like when I needed to go to my monthly checkups mm-hmm. during my pregnancy, um, my, the first time they told me to come, you know, they gave me my appointment time. I said, you know, be here, for example, like Thursday. My appointment time was supposed to be like 9.30, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. I show up at like 9.15, right? Yeah. As the good little <laughs> yeah. American that I am. I'm like, I'll be, I'll be a few minutes early. Yeah. I sat there until almost five o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> waiting to be called. And I kept asking, you know, why haven't you called me back? Why haven't you called me back? And the mo- the longer I sat there, I talked with other women. Yeah. And they told me that appointment time just means that you're part of the pool of people oh. that are here for a morning appointment. Oh. So if you, like, if you're assigned an appointment time before noon, yeah, then... You basically, if you did, if you don't get here before the doors open and like you line up and like then way. you, then you take like a number. Friday to get oh. your ultrasound. Like you, that just gives, it gives you an option like to be seen that day if you. And if you it almost defeats the purpose yeah. of an appointment time altogether, yeah. but in order to like. Oh my gosh. Meet a quota or know how many appointments that they've assigned that day, you know, yeah. that's why they do that. So yeah, I learned very quickly that mm-hmm. I had to be up at the crack of dawn to be at these appointments unless I wanted to be there and waste an entire day right. at the hospital. Which probably discourages a lot of women too in the country from getting health care, which is probably a whole other yeah, issue. And, but. I mean it does, but at the same time they are it's just normal for them. Right. Like, like so they know, they know they're gonna have to yeah. get up yeah. sometimes four o'clock in the morning to take wow. two or three buses to get to the hospital right. and by the time they get there, you know, they're, they've they've brought their breakfast and their lunch from home because that's how long, that's, that's how long they're going to be there. I'm just imagining myself like going through Starbucks and like coming in on two wheels at nine fifteen, like ready. Here I am. <laughs> this poor girl's packed a whole meal. For yes, me. yeah. she has absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dang. So wow. yeah, so that I mean that that was definitely um, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But I got, I say all that to say about the formula is um, with the insurance we were given, the formula was covered, but in order to get the formula. Um, I had to show up like the first Wednesday of every month at this like government office and again, wait in line, which mm-hmm. took a very long time. Yeah. And then I also had to take public transportation. So then I'm, I'm leaving this government office with like three backpacks full of formula cans that are going to last me until the next time I'm, I'm assigned to go pick mm-hmm. up my formula. Um, now, there were other options, like we could have bought from the grocery store, but again, we were trying to live on a budget, right. and we yeah. just honestly, if we if it was free for us through our insurance, yeah. right. we, we, we try to take advantage of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely not the most convenient way to get our formula, but right. Right. Well, and that's I, how we did it. <laughs> I think that speaks a little bit to the culture, and I'm trying to like pull back as much as I can from Tyler being there, because he, mm-hmm. he went, what, a year after you came back, I guess? Yeah, yeah. On a trip. 
like scouting for a mission trip. That's finally actually about to happen. That brings yes. everyone. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. So I remember him going, which I think it just like that right there is a great example of like speaks to the like how different the culture is. Like there's yep. no. It's nothing like I feel like we can't even wrap our minds around it yeah. from a sense of like there's no hurry. There's yeah. no, like, I have this, 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 and this to go do mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you don't have things to go do, but it's not like you're blocked, like, yeah. your time's blocked out. Like, it's just like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to do this today, and mm-hmm. who cares to wait? Because that's all they've ever known. Right. Because there's not any, like, there's not anything to go do after, you know what I mean? Like, yes. there's not, that's just life. Like, that's just how, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I remember when I first moved there, I remember that bothered me so that just that part of the culture bothered me so badly that it it felt like a disrespect to me and my time. Like, okay, yeah. you're, you're not yeah. considering me and my time. And then like, I was humbled because I remember like, you know, asking at the at the doctor's office like, why haven't they called me back yet? Yeah. And you know, the lady was. Very blunt with me, and she said, "You're gonna wait just like everybody else." Yeah. And you know, I was like, "Okay, Jesus, I heard you. I heard you." Does it have pregnant or hormonal? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know, I just I just learned that um, I'm no I'm was no more entitled than anybody else, and True. and it, it just it, it makes you appreciate a lot of things that we don't even think twice about here. Yeah. So yeah. Because yeah. you need four bottles. Yeah. You need. Yeah, you need four bottles. A swaddle, maybe. No, because it's super hot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No swaddle. Check done. We um, you you don't need baby clothes. Um, really. Just truly. some onesies. Yeah. You really diapers. don't need anything at I'm just all. Diapers. Except yeah. diapers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All the way back. I'm, I'm telling you. My Tyler got home from that trip. Now, granted, all he did all day every day was dig ditches. Like true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The organization. Hard labor. Yeah. Yeah. Like the organization. She's clearly not used to. <laughs> organization that like we partner with there uh that's like they build water systems Mm -hmm. so it's called amigos for christ i'm pretty sure so they literally you go there on a mission trip which is why i laughed the other day when you told me there's a bunch of college girls going on this trip like brandon's thrilled he's like i can't wait to dig a ditch yeah like it is truly all you do and you you're out in the sun so you are wearing long sleeves like Mm -hmm light shirts like yeah. like fishing shirt kind of like right, whatever yeah. Yeah. but he got home so then they would get back it was truly him and one other guy that went on mm. this particular trip it wasn't like a big group of people yeah they would get back it was blazing hot where they like slept now it looked beautiful he would get to facetime once they got back like they had kind of crappy wi-fi but anywhere. yeah like i would get to talk to him like once a day or every other day and then, like it was so beautiful so i'm sitting there like gosh you know you're lucky i'm here pregnant like super pregnant waiting to have your child and you're like in this like beautiful place and he's like it is beautiful but <laughs> like, it's this blazing. is really hard yeah he got home and truly, I have never seen someone so wiped. Yeah. Like, A, at how hot it was, and B, like, doing manual labor in that heat. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't yep. know that I would want to do that. You know, I had all these um, cute baby clothes, like, organized and ready. <laughs> and, yeah. And then once my baby was born, and I realized I cannot, in good conscience, put any, like, <laughs> clothing on this child. It was just so hot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my baby lived in a diaper for yeah. truly the first two years of his life. Where'd you wow. get diapers? Um, at the store. Okay. Those are easy to come by. And gotcha. honestly, the funny, the funny thing is that, 
Um, there are more like chain grocery stores in like the bigger part of the cities, but then there are these small stores that they call pulperias that are owned just by like you know mom and pop kind of oh, things. Yeah. Sometimes they're run like literally out of like your back door, like out of someone's like house yeah. kitchen. Um, and that's a lot of people's livelihood because we're, you know, sometimes so far removed from stores that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they'll go into the city and get like bulk, stock up on yeah. a bunch of stuff, bring it back and then they'll sell it to the community. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of times if we ever ran out of diapers, um, and just couldn't get back to the city, we literally just had to walk maybe like half a block, go to, um, this lady's house, knock on her back door <laughs> and, um, Literally, she would sell me one diaper if, she, if I needed one diaper. So that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> She'd also sell me like one egg if I needed an egg, or yeah. Wow. So we made a lot of awesome. guacamole too. I remember I was following you on Instagram. <laughs> we the avocados were they literally wow, were falling in our yard. That's Kelsey's we, yeah. dream. <laughs> I literally make guac for Gray every night. We had so <laughs> many, not an exaggeration. <laughs> and you know, like avocados are super moody. Yeah. Yes. Fruits? Yeah. Fruits? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So fruit. Yeah. So go you ahead. have to use them when they're ripe, or they'll they'll get they'll go too ripe. And yeah. you, right. so we had so many like we were giving them out at school at at, at work because we just had so many from from wow. our trees. But yeah. Now they're a dollar each. Now they're so it's insane. Yeah. They are expensive. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything? Any other baby last baby tips? Like from your experience, I guess, like for a new mom, maybe. Yeah. You can. You can be a mom with literally like the bare the bare minimum the bare necessities and just you by yourself you you're enough okay yep. um it, even if you feel like okay I don't I don't have a big support system near me okay well I you know I can check that one off um I literally um was thousands of miles away from from my family and the people that you know I I would have turned to first to ask for help yeah. um and, you know thank God for communication through like the telephone and Facebook and all that because that did make things a lot easier for me. But yeah, don't be afraid to um, to do it with with less than than what you know our society tells you you need. So. Yeah. What was like your thing? I guess that like kind of brought you back to like I don't know pulling yourself together whenever it was hard, whenever you were alone. I mean, obviously the Lord and like your relationship with the Lord. But, like, did you go for a walk or like what was your like thing to? Oh gosh, that's a hard one because um, looking back, like postpartum for me in Nicaragua was much harder than it was here. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because they don't talk about postpartum depression in right. Nicaragua. It's, it's yeah. just kind of like, you know, pick yourself up and go back to work yeah. and be a mom. And yeah. life is just really hard there. Okay. Yeah. And when life is hard, there's always somebody out there that's, right got it even harder than you. And so I, I didn't really allow myself um, to really deal with that in, mm-hmm. in the right way. So, so it was hard for me um, to, to be by myself and to, and to be isolated. Mm-hmm. So being super connected to my mom was huge mm-hmm. for me. Like we, we talked on the phone every day, sometimes <laughs> multiple times a day. And that literally was the only thing that, that would get me through. And then she would um, send care packages. So right. just little yeah. things. Like yeah. even if it was like Duke's mayonnaise. Because yeah. <laughs> like I'm from South Carolina and yeah. we, we need like certain little things. Yeah. And so just just knowing that I had somebody back home that was constantly thinking yeah. and praying about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That definitely kept me grounded. But yeah, postpartum in Nicaragua was a lot harder than it was um, here in the States. And that whole experience here 
after I had Mason back in um, October of 21 was so much better. And mm-hmm. and I'll, I will say that if you are not surrounded by a godly community, um, it, whether that's friends or church family or biological family, um, that makes a world of difference yeah. after um, after you have a baby because mm-hmm. you know we we're going through so <laughs> our bodies are going through crazy stuff right yeah, yeah. and um, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for that mm-hmm. and yeah so surround yourself with that community whoever that is whatever that looks like because you are going to need them yeah. um, even if you don't think you will yeah I mean, I'm sure part That's of that true. was humbling though of like everybody's going through something, so, like, not to be... I mean, in postpartum, it's a different situation. Yeah, but yeah I think yeah. in general, you're mm-hmm. just kind of a little more appreciative. Like, okay, I have to I have to have this willpower to keep going because no one's going to feel bad for me because Absolutely. everybody else is going yeah. through something. Yeah. But in postpartum, it's obviously, it's different. Yes. Yeah. But in general, I feel like... Yeah, and I remember um, specifically when we came home from the hospital in Nicaragua with mm-hmm. Lucas, we came home to no power, no water. Okay, which over there was pretty common. Yeah. Um, however, for some reason, it was during during the dry season, mm-hmm. and they just happened to start rationing water like the day I gave birth to my first baby. And you know, I didn't. They don't like announce it or go yeah. by and ask your permission or say, "Is it okay with you?" No, they don't do that. Yeah. Um. So when I got home, I got home to to no power, no water, and here I am like. Recently given birth with a brand new baby. Wow. And that, at that moment, it was like, I said to myself, we got to make this work somehow, right? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And then I thought about all, like you just said, like all the other moms in our neighborhood with babies. That have done it. Yeah. And and who also are sitting at home with no power, no water. And they're not fussing or complaining because yeah. they're just so they're just so used to that yeah and not that not that that's a good thing but that you know they don't that they're not relying on stuff like that mm-hmm. to make them um feel whether or not you know they're equipped or adequate right. enough to to, right. to be a mom that day right. yeah <laughs> you you have sure. to be a mom no matter what no matter right. what's happening and so over there when I when I would start to feel like that um it was was very humbling and it was good to remind mm-hmm. myself that Lots of other women have done this before me, yeah. and they're, I'm going to be okay, yeah. and yeah. my baby's going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Easier wild. said than done, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't yeah. cry and want to complain a lot. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm sure that. Oh, yeah. a lot, yes. So Can we talk a little bit about Lucas's birth experience? Yeah. I was about to say, give us some Mason. highlights of, like, okay. the, the birth there, because... Yes. I'm so that curious. in itself is. <laughs> I've heard anything, so I don't imagine. Well, I mean, like I said, the the healthcare system, like going through the social security insurance that we had, and you know all of that was just eye opening, um, huge, like life changing experience. <laughs> but I'll say that the one of the moments that I will never forget is when I, I went to the hospital. I was at, I was. Let's see, 39 weeks, six days, okay? okay. So, like, the next day was my due date, right? right? And I went for, like, that last checkup, mm-hmm. um, expecting them to tell me, okay, go home and wait for, you know, to go into labor, because I had not had a single contraction or anything. Yeah. So, I go in, and they, um, you know, did, did a few exams on me, and told me that um, we needed to have this baby today. 
Well, you know, I went to that checkup completely right. by myself. Um, no bags with me, yeah, which. Yeah. Okay, looking back, that was not very smart because you're supposed to like you're supposed to be prepared when you get that close. Um, but I was just like, I haven't had a single contraction. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, did not even have the car seat in the car, and so yeah. So um, they're like, yeah, you're not going home, and so lots of things developed after that, and um, ended up they ended up telling me I was gonna need an emergency C-section. Which terrified me. Yeah. Um, I I was just so sure that I was gonna you know give birth and mm-hmm. all, all you know everything about a birth right. plan that I yeah. you know, went out the window. Right? Yeah. Was it preeclampsia or did no? They... It was actually um, like the baby's heart rate was too low, oh, okay. uh-huh. and it turned mm-hmm. out that I, he didn't have enough amniotic fluid, and I had no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like, you we're you know we're not sending you home. It's mm-hmm. it's too dangerous. So. Yeah, stay so there. How far was the hospital from where you lived? It was about forty-five minutes. Okay. Um, but with sometimes with rush hour traffic, it's more like an hour fifteen, right? Okay. Um, and we at the time did not have a reliable vehicle, yeah. so I had taken a taxi. To, like oh at a certain point, <laughs> at a certain point, I decided <laughs> I was too pregnant to take the public bus. Okay. Okay. As yeah. after That's I had fair. been. Uh, pickpocketed, like, yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna, these people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna pay for the taxi, which actually was kind of expensive for the like right. distance that we had to go. Um, so at a certain point in my pregnancy, I decided, okay, I'm too pregnant for this, these public right. Nicaraguan overcrowded hot buses, yeah. and um, so I would take a cab. So I was there with no, like, no Nothing. vehicle. Nothing except myself and the baby in my womb. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, you know, called everybody that I was supposed to call. I actually um so thankful for a fellow missionary friend who used to be an OB nurse in the States. So oh she was super helpful. She came to the hospital to be with me Aww. because they would not let any men back with me. Out, like after a certain point what at all. What is this? 1950. Right. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was it, an angel sent to you. Yes. <laughs> so I remember they um they they told me okay we're gonna take you to your your room, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to be wheeled there in a wheelchair. I was like okay whatever. Yeah. I mean I can walk. It's fine. They're like no it's hospital policy. So they bring me a white like plastic lawn chair. <laughs> Oh. All right, everybody just picture a white plastic lawn chair. You yeah. got that in your brain? And then I put it on wheels. <laughs> and, and You're like, I don't want to have the baby. It's fine. It, <laughs> it took my brain like too long to, to process what I was looking at. And, and that to, was your wheelchair. Yeah, to realize that they wanted me to sit in that and be wheeled to a different part of the hospital. Well, and you're probably like, if that's the standard for the wheelchair. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my Where point. is this going to go when I get back to that? <laughs> and I'm about to have major surgery, surgery yeah. in the hospital. And, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> honestly, you know that thing the Bible talks about, a piece that passes all understanding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can describe what happened to me and, and after that you because I had to just come to terms with the fact that, listen, God, I mean, you, you didn't have... An option. Yeah. No, I did not have an option. Like, you were this child yourself, or, yeah. yeah, like, surely this has to be a better outcome than me trying yeah. to, like, blindly birth my own Yeah, kid. absolutely. So, wow. yeah, I, so I sat down in the, in the lawn, lawn chair, chair. <laughs> and they wheeled me on back, and after that, things are kind of a blur, um, everything happened kind of quickly, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that was, 
a moment I will never forget. Um, <laughs> the recovery and everything, um, again, was it was just very isolating because I wasn't allowed to have my husband there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just really hard. Like, my, my mom wasn't prepared to, you know, hop yeah. on a plane yeah, at any quickly. moment's notice. Right. Um, she had actually planned to come two weeks later. Um, it was the best planning we could do given yeah. the circumstances. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pretty much alone during that entire process. And um, one thing I will say is that God was definitely with me during that because um, I had the surgeon that, that actually performed my C-section spoke perfect English. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, which I was prepared right. yeah. for, you know, the whole experience to be completely in Spanish. That really wasn't an issue for me, but she spoke perfect English and she prayed over me. Oh, oh my She gosh. prayed over me. She she said, are you scared? And I said, I'm terrified. And like, I was crying, I was shaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she said, okay, we're just going to take a minute and before we get started, um, she, and she didn't even ask, like, can Same. I pray for you? <laughs> she just started praying and, um, prayed a very powerful, powerful prayer over me. Wow. And I, you know, that's the only, only thing that I know yeah. that got me through is, um, is that God was with me every step of the way. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a very similar. So did you have a C-section with Mason? Yeah. So because of the previous C-section uh-huh. and here, you know, I was given the choice, you know, when I right. found out. Feedback or do you want to Yeah. And they're like, so what do you want to do? I'm like, wait a minute. You're oh, asking me <laughs> what I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. But yeah, I opted for the C-section yeah. just because it was kind of familiar territory. And um, yeah. and also oh, the, do- the doctor here was like, we're not really sure like what technique they use in Nicaragua for C-section. So it might be a good idea if we do a repeat just to, yeah. like we can just make sure there's make sure everything <laughs> there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure everything's still in there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, oh my so um, <laughs> thankfully... <laughs> Everything looked from pretty textbook. But yeah, oh, yes. So yeah, that was that was a pretty easy decision, I guess, for yeah. me. But yeah. yeah. What about medicine? Did you have pain meds there after? <laughs> no, no. I did I, not. That's what I remember. I, remember, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like the spinal block that they give you when you have a C-section. Um, I guess the thing that like numbs you mm-hmm. completely. Um, when I went back into a, like the recovery room. Uh, another thing is that they wouldn't let me see my baby for a really long time, which uh, was yeah. pretty traumatic, right? Um, and I wasn't—I didn't know that. I wasn't prepared for that. Um, not because the baby, there's anything wrong with Lucas. He was perfectly healthy. Um, but they're just very concerned about, like, mother's recovery and that you need to recover and rest. Mm-hmm. But, like... Huh. It was yeah. probably more damaging for me to not. Say, yeah. It was like you just took my baby oh, from no. me. Right, like that's your consolation prize for me. Exactly. For getting through all that. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like being kind of groggy from all the medicine they give you when when they do the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um. So went back to the recovery room and it was pretty late at night by the time the surgery had happened. So I I remember falling asleep for a little while because of all the drugs, <laughs> and then I know. I could like feel the exact moment that everything started wearing off because I woke up from like a dead sleep in a lot of pain. Probably the most pain I've like yeah. ever been in. Um, and so <laughs> I was able to um, flag somebody down because there wasn't like a call button or anything yeah. like that. Um, but I was able to flag like a night nurse down and I asked her, can I please have something for the pain? Like I'm, I'm hurting really bad and at that point, I, I was like, give me yeah, some pain meds. Give me something. And, 
um, yeah, she's like, okay, I'll be right back. And she brings me, you know, one of those little cups yeah. with, mm-hmm. you know, with the medicine. And it was two ibuprofen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's like, this ain't going to work. I'm like, no, I recognize what these pills are. Like, I know this is ibuprofen. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is ibuprofen. So it was, what, like 400 milligrams, yeah, probably, I yeah, guess? Yeah. 200 each, yeah. And um, I was like. I take more than that for us. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. And so I was like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. So, I mean, I, I swallowed those like they were candy and I was like is this all I get and she's like yeah that's all you get and in oh. six hours you can have two more oh, oh my gosh I was like, oh lord Jesus help me so <laughs> and yeah still no baby to like distract you. no baby yeah. yet yeah and he's like you can get up walk around. I mean like no you're, you're yeah so I mean oh. you you would think but that by by 6 a.m the next morning when I had not seen my baby yet I got myself out of that yeah. bed yeah. and I I mean, I probably looked like a zombie walking down um, the hallway of that hospital. Um, and then so a nurse met me halfway. She was like, what are you doing out of bed? Why? And I was like, you haven't brought me my baby yet. And I'm going to find him. It's like 12 hours. Yeah. 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 Probably, probably a little bit more than that, actually. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I somehow, and, and again, it's amazing what your body can handle mm-hmm. and withstand you know, like fight or flight. Like, yeah, like absolutely. Just, you yeah. Know, my child. Yeah. yeah. So, so she did, she get Lucas and then, Lucas, yeah. So, yeah, okay. well, I had to, I had to finish the journey down to the nursery of the hospital, um, down at the other end of the hallway. And like, that, now I can use the lawn chair. Yeah. yeah. The lawn exactly. Chair. Where's my wheelchair <laughs> now? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. That. Yeah. So I went down there and got to see him. Um, and that, that was hospital policy is, um, C-section, moms um weren't allowed to have their babies in their room until like i don't know 24 hours after oh, wow yep so i had to go down there like every three hours to see him wow Dang. yeah so how That'd long so was the start to finish that you were at the hospital um i was there for three nights three nights okay yeah yep dang that's wild <sighs> yeah yeah man yeah Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from this. I know. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> processing. You know, so, uh, yeah. It, it, it was one of those things that in the moment, it was so hard. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I just brought a baby into this world. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have time to sit here and think about how yeah. America would do this differently. That's, right? yeah. I just got to keep moving. And I got to do whatever it takes, you know. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that is just a big lesson in itself that I have carried on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and been able to apply in other, in other situations. Yeah. Uh, and how much on. more grateful whenever you went in with Mason, like, yes. oh my gosh, I felt like mad by your royalty. Side and, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, real yeah. This is nice. They kept yeah. bringing food. Like, they kept bringing it, like, yeah. they, like, I don't think I touched, like, one of the meals they brought that morning, but I, like, it was something like breakfast, mm-hmm. like, something that I was saving. I was like, I'll, I'll eat that later. Yeah. So then they brought it. They they brought lunch. Like if you are, I was like, wow, this is a lot of food that you guys are bringing. And it was just like, is this this is the normal treatment? This isn't like VIP, yeah. but yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. The the yeah. the stark difference. Um. Yeah. So and then postpartum, like getting home from the hospital with him too. You mm-hmm. said it was obviously much better, and you have your people. But like, yeah, that was like a crazy season. Y'all had just moved in. 
to the house that mm-hmm. you had just finished building. Yes. So I'm yes. Like, she was on not, the edge. Yeah, like, so it's not like... I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. It'll yeah. have running water and yeah. power <laughs> when we get into it. Right, like, that's such a, like... I guess, like, makes... Like, to make me take a step back of, like... That was, like, a super... To us, like, yeah. a super stressful situation, like, coming up on having a baby and bringing baby home and, like... You've just gone through all these things, you know, just big life, like stressful things. Yes. Yet yeah. to you, I'm sure that was like piece oh. of cake. Yeah, yeah, like. Well, I don't know if I go that far. I yeah. mean, <laughs> there, I, I, I definitely was um, still stressed out at times. But yes, in comparison to mm-hmm. like right. some of the other things, right? In your mind, you've done the hardest thing. Absolutely, you'll probably do it in your life. So is Matt yeah. a warrior, or how is that? Like, yeah, Matt's a, Matt's a warrior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you can't be. Like, you have to be the real he, Yeah. He, he's a warrior. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, and I knew, I knew that, uh-huh. but when you added a newborn to the mix, you really see, like, the worry in somebody, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's the warrior, warrior of the two of yeah, us. Like, I, I promise think. you. We have electricity. Yeah. It's yeah. All We're going to be good. We had that snowstorm a couple yeah. months ago, yeah. and we lost power for, I don't know, like maybe eight hours or something. Yeah. And Matt was like, well, what about all this food in the freezer? I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's like 20 degrees outside. Yeah. Nothing's going to ruin. And he's like, okay, but, you know, how are we going to warm bottles? I'm like, we're not going to warm them up. Yeah. <laughs> And nothing, nothing um, is, I'm not speaking anything against, you know, if you want warm your bottles. Because when I have power and I have, you know, everything, I warm the bottle if it's available. But, again, it's just one of those things, like, sometimes it's not available. Sometimes yeah. it's not possible. I never and it's bottles. okay. I yeah. didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. <clears throat> I had, yeah. like, the thingy with the wall. I was like, this we is We did room temp from the get-go. <laughs> because we knew that we, we yeah. stayed so busy that it was yeah. just not, not yeah. Yeah. That was smart. That's yeah. smart. That, you also don't need a wipe warmer. No, we yeah, don't. You do that. not need one. We never did that. I didn't even know that. Really? A white warmer? Yeah. You don't need a thermometer for the tub to tell you how hot it is. Just stick your hand in there. <laughs> thing. Wow. Yeah. 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 Go. You keep going. I like this. That's good. I'm just trying to think of other things yeah. that people like. I mean, there there's obviously luxuries, but you. I mean, yeah. You you can you can do it with um, mm-hmm. next to nothing because yeah. there are people out there in some part of the world mm-hmm. that are doing it with even less than what you have. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I try to remind myself a lot. So. Does Lucas remember Nicaragua at all? Not much. Mm-hmm. Um, he does remember some like people and faces, like right. feces pictures. But no, he was two and a half when we moved oh, okay. back. I yeah. He was no. Yeah. yeah. God, that. Does Gosh. not seem like it's been that right. long. He's six. Yeah, that's six wild. and a half. Do you do some Spanish at home or like we we try? Yes, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a little little more. I'm a little more mindful of it now because I am uh, teaching Spanish right. now. And um, yeah, but he he spoke a lot more Spanish when we moved here. Yeah. Um, and he that was his first language, which is crazy. Yeah. Because um, actually, wow. the lady who took care of him. Um, she was Spanish only, and so oh. when I was when I was working at the school, he yeah. um, the lady kept him in our home and um, only spoke Spanish to him. So now rich Aww. people do that; they just hire. <laughs> hey, yes, they hire yes. people that only speak a certain language, so that way the kids learn like 
Portuguese or yeah. stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're ahead of the times. I know. And I, and I didn't <laughs> even know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like super useful, yeah. though. I mean, he's definitely would benefit from yeah, being able sure. to be bilingual. Well, I mean, sure. and look at his mom is too. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, you got sure. No. <laughs> so I'm sitting here processing as you've talked through this whole thing. Do you feel like your experience there? I'll preface this with. You were a huge, like, community to me. I'm going to cry. You were a huge community <laughs> to me after we had Bowen. Like, oh, you were stop. our only babysitter. Like, oh, stop it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm sitting here processing all of that and you saying that and, like, realizing that was, like, you were a huge part of that to us. Like, when we brought Bowen home and, like, mm-hmm. you would bring Lucas and, like, y'all keep him and us go on a date or we bring him to your house. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you and Matt. Do you think that, like, that was influenced by... Like, your experience there not having that? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I didn't have any babysitters in Nicaragua. Ever. (laughs) Ever. For two years, y'all. Two years. Um, So, that was hard. Um, Now, there there were people that, like, worked with us. And on occasion, like, if anything happened, um, and, like, if we had to run some kind of, like, necessary errand, um, Lucas would stay with um, another fellow teacher that lived near us, mm-hmm. but like never like a planned, intentional like yeah. me get out of the house yeah, and right. do something. Wow. Um, so yes, and I realized how much that played a factor in like my some postpartum depression. Yeah. After I had Lucas, um, so that is probably like one yeah. of my number one pieces of advice to moms or new moms or, you know, up and coming moms is take a break when you need a break. Yeah. Because, um, I could have done better about like being intentional about taking those breaks, but just didn't really know how to go about that there. Yeah. But here, you know, I have my mom, I have Matt's family and I have, you know, all these people who I completely trust with my kids and being able to say, okay, um, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, and yeah. I just need an hour just a out of the yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, like, super, you know, recently uh, postpartum with, with a newborn, like, I just need a nap, right? Yeah. You know, I need a little yeah. bit of sleep. And being able to do that, um, yeah, it, it definitely, I, I would say that's that's definitely my number one piece of advice to moms is take yeah. a break when you need it. And if I can help you do that, um, yeah. I've been there. So yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like you forced mm-hmm. us to take date nights, <laughs> which was very Good. much appreciated. Yeah. Good. Nice. All right. <clears throat> I want to circle back to one real quick. If y'all think we have time. Yeah. Yeah. One more. Okay. Not really baby related, but so you still work in ministry now, like you're bivocational. Yep. That's always been a part of your life. Yes. Um, is it difficult to work though, like a quote normal job or normal jobs now being back in the States after basic, like after being a missionary for so many years? I don't know that I can answer that because I don't know that I've had a normal job <laughs> since, since right. I moved, moved back. Yeah. Um, I I'm, was fortunate enough to kind of, um, come home right at a time that there was a um, opening in ministry um, in our church, in, in my home church. Yeah. And that was definitely a God thing that was orchestrated by the Lord. Um, but as far as like a nine to five, I did that for a short stint, like as a yeah. summer job, just for some extra income. Right. But I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Those moms out there who work a nine to five uh-huh. and, and get up 
in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> when it's dark outside, <laughs> and get themselves ready, Yeah. get their baby ready, all right, baby, yeah. like baby, baby, yeah. right, and get that baby to yeah. designated child care place, yeah. and then get themselves to work, like, I would bow down at their feet. <laughs> it, that, and I do that a couple of days a week um, with, with my... Uh, teaching job that I have but every single day like Monday through Friday that is just incredible to me and yes like I could do it but it would just be so difficult here because Mm. we were fortunate enough that in Nicaragua um, the only childcare option was an in-home nanny somebody that came to your house every day there was no such thing as daycare right no such thing as you know um, someone take your baby drop them off and then yeah uh, come back and pick them up so we had to find somebody um that we knew and trusted. Yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, it was good, but it was also just the norm, right? It was, it felt so like she a, came to your house, you went to school. Right. It yeah. felt like That's a luxury, but at the same time, there was no other option. Was, yeah. But right. like, I just, I got up and just worried about getting myself ready right. and getting out the door because yeah. I didn't have to worry about packing all the bottles and the formula right. and the diapers and all that stuff. So, yeah. So yeah, it would be hard for me <laughs> to have to do that for sure. Well, is there like, is there a hard, like, aspect of it spiritually that, like, <clears throat> I'm sure when you're, like, when you are doing, like, you were a missionary. Like, that's yeah. what we would have referred to you as. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's what yeah. you would have called it. Yeah. But I guess your day-to-day still does look different and, like, you're yeah. not maybe seeing every day, like, oh, I'm a missionary. Yeah. You know, like, it is definitely... there a weird, like, <laughs> disconnect there? Like I said, you still are in ministry, so there's still a spiritual, like, very spiritual aspect yeah. to at least one of your jobs. Right. Sure. But does, is that, like, a difficult, like, headspace at times to come from, like, I'm doing this great big thing to <laughs> not that, like, yes, every I know, job I know, is... I know what you mean. Yeah. Be, but, I, yes, but, yes and no. Because I'll say that when I was in the middle of it, it, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like what, what yeah. you say. Like, this, it right. honestly just felt like, this is, like, this is my yeah. full-time job. Right. I still have to get up every morning just like everybody else, and right. I have to get to work on time. Yeah. Right. Um, I still have to request a sick day. I still have to get a substitute when I'm going to be out. So all that stuff. Um, and because it was a very like structured school setting. Right. Um, now on occasion we did, you know, a lot of outreach projects and stuff like that, but my everyday, um, yeah, it, it it was a normal job. It was a, it was a definitely like a very normal, it felt routine kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. One last question. What's your quiet time look like with, (laughs) Okay, so thankfully, I don't want to jinx this, which I don't believe in that anyway, but I was blessed with, um, this baby is a really good sleeper. That's great. (sighs) Whisper it. Yeah. I don't want to make, I don't want to mess anything up, but he, um, sleeps really well at night and I can almost always predict what time he's going to wake up in the mornings. So I have to get up before the baby gets up Mm -hmm. to get my big kid ready for school and off to school. Um, and my stepdad takes him and, um, Lucas's cousin to school every day. So I don't have to get out of the house, get the baby out of the house early. So when I get up to get Lucas ready, Mm -hmm. um, get Lucas ready and off to school. And then I do, I I have that quiet time before the baby wakes up and it's, it is really nice. Like I get to drink my coffee while it's hot (laughs) and yeah, I get some time with Jesus in the morning, which 
you know, on the days that I don't get that time with Jesus, I can definitely, I can yeah. definitely yeah. tell a difference yeah. in my, you know, my outlook and my mood. And yeah, do you so, do like an app or like what? Do you, what's your like? It just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was doing like the read through the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still doing that, and mm-hmm. and and it just depends. I was um, in between like devotion books. But, like, I, I really like hard copy stuff. Yeah. It's just, I'm kind of old school. Yeah. So, I'm in the middle of Awaken by Priscilla Schreier. Oh, yeah. nice. It's so good. So yeah. good. Definitely nice. recommend it. Nice. They're, um, they're quick, but, like, deep. They're, you know, yeah. it's, I feel like I get something out of each and every one. Um, but it's, it's just the right amount that it feels manageable for me every day. So, right. yeah. mm-hmm. Awesome. So when are you making an album? That's what I would, oh. yeah. We're going to get a petition signed on Instagram. <laughs> Either that or you have to come sing me to sleep Okay, yeah. So Life oh Points gosh. album. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back to when Bone was a newborn. <laughs> I would. How many times did you listen to that song? Because I listened to no, it no, no, no. all the time. That was yeah. like the biggest gift ever when the church did the album. Yeah. Because you were keeping Bowen. I don't know if you sang to him or not, but he knew your Maybe. voice when we, <laughs> <laughs> we. He knew your voice because then hit like 2020, you know, like COVID, all the things. So we would watch church online. Well, now then, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, then I would have to like go back to the recordings and listen to you sing while I put him down. Like that Aww. was his favorite. <laughs> Oh so gosh. then the album, like the church came out with the album, and then it was great. I what wasn't was the song called? What's the song called? Walk in Your Light? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. it. That was the single. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. So good. Yeah. I need either another church album or yeah. a Just Sarah album. With I was about to say. Okay, wait. Maybe we can get, get enough signatures. You had a CD in high school, didn't you? Yeah. I think I remember. Who told me about this? I did not. I think Chandler may have told on you. This part is getting cut out. But you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been leading worship since I was in like middle school. Um, yeah, and I was actually raising funds to go on a mission trip. Uh-huh. Okay. So my church was like, okay, we'll... To be fair, Jack was on it too, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I did lead worship with him at the time. So yeah. So my, my current church during that time period, um, they said, we're going to give you the money to record this little demo CD and then you sell them to raise money for your trip. So yeah. That's awesome. I need to get copies. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Same. They've all been destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you think your voice has changed a lot? Oh yes. (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. 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 I was very young. Very young. (laughs) We'll work on it. Before we leave, we have to ask best mom advice, best marriage advice, and then we'll officially let you leave. Okay. All right. Maybe before singing a song. Yeah. (laughs) Best mom advice. Um, I won't really expand on this too much um, because it's pretty self-explanatory. Give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And take a break when you need to take a break. Yeah. Because all those things... um, together and, and, and in combination with each other will make you the best mom that you can be. Mm-hmm. And if you're running on fumes, yeah. you're you're not the best version of yourself for your babies. And, right. you know, they deserve the best of you. So, yeah. Right. And best marriage advice, um, I would say pick your battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pick your battles. Um, I think we can all agree that our husbands probably do lots of things that get on our nerves. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. But not all of them warrant, you know, an argument or a conversation or even, like, an attitude. Like, some things are just better off to be overlooked. Now, obviously, there are things that you should discuss and work through, but pick your battles because um, 
the Bible calls us to be peacemakers, and yeah. that is that's mm-hmm. part of um, our role as as a, as a wife and a godly wife. Yeah. And then the other thing is know your spouse's love language mm-hmm. and yeah. speak it, <laughs> whatever that looks like for you and your spouse. Yeah. That is so important. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you Yay. so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This Thanks, was fun. Yep. All right. Have a Bye good guys. week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.